Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little, and I'm here today with the 39th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, I'm going to be going over a hand that illustrates how you should play against someone who tends to believe that you have a strong hand whenever you bet the flop and on the turn. This may sound like a somewhat specific read to have on a guy, but you will find, particularly in small stakes games, and this hand did come from a, I believe it was a $1,000 buy-in tournament or a 1,000-euro buy-in tournament, um, some players will call the flop extraordinarily wide, hoping to see what happens on the turn, right? They don't really have a great plan for what's going to happen on the turn. They tend to just fold whenever you continue betting because they assume if you bet the flop and bet the turn, you must have a good hand. But sometimes you don't really want your opponent to fold. So let's take a look at this hand. We are playing 100-200. Early in the tournament, we have 20,000 chips, so we are very deep. And I pick up ace, ten of spades in third position, nine-handed. So I'm going to raise this most of the time. Um, if this was off-suite, I think folding's fine. If you guys check out last week's video, I actually suggest that folding could be fine from early position. Um, raising's also fine, though, with ace, ten suited. I, I'm going to be raising this almost every time. So I make it 550, I think. Is that what I did? Yeah, 550. A good, loose, aggressive guy calls on the button, and a guy who believes... Whenever I bet on the turn, he believes I have a good hand, he calls in the small blind. So three ways. Pot is 1850. It comes 10-9-3, two diamonds. So an interesting flop. I likely have the best hand, but at the same time, if I bet and get raised, I'm never really happy because I'm going to be against a lot of 10-9s, 9s, 3s, and good draws. And you have to realize, if your opponent has a straight flush draw on this, on this board or even a good flush draw, you're never happy. So I'm not going to say I'm going to bet with the intention of folding this to a check raise every time, but that will often be the case. Um, anyways, I bet 1100 into the 1800 pot, the button folds, and the guy who tends to believe me on the turn decides to call. So, the turn is a five of spades, which is fantastic for me. My opponent checks, and I decide to check behind. I think a lot of players look at this scenario and think, oh my god, you have to bet for protection. Like, I mean, your opponent could easily have a straight draw or a flush draw. You want to protect against those hands. You have to realize, though, what if my opponent has something like ace-3 instead that he's not going to fold to a turn bet but may hero call on the river? Or what if he has, I mean, I don't know, what if, what if he has 8-6 offsuit and decides he's going to bluff the river when the turn checks through? So there are a lot of spots where your opponent could have a very weak hand in this spot. And this, this happens all the time in small stakes tournaments. Guys love to see the turn, and they love to see the river, and they love to see what happens. Um, some players will fold a lot on the flop. Some players will fold a lot on the turn. Some will fold a lot on the river. And you have to be able to pinpoint what type of player you're against. Of course, if this was the type of player who will call the turn very wide and then play the river very straightforwardly, then I would definitely be betting this hand. But against a guy who folds a lot on the turn, I think this would be a somewhat bad bet because you're going to let your opponent off the hook a lot of the time. Um, some players even play even in a more straightforward manner where they check raise the flop with hands that are top pair or better. Then they check call with something like ace high to middle pair, and then they fold everything else. So against those type of guys, this check becomes very mandatory. And that's probably what I thought about this player if I was checking behind on this turn. So 10-9-3-5, river is the king of clubs. So an overcard, obviously that's not great. Queen jack gets there, and king 10 gets there, and random king queens get there. My opponent bets 3,200 into the 4,000 pot. This is definitely a dicey scenario, but given I think my opponent has a somewhat wide range on the flop and we did not narrow his range at all going to the turn, I actually think this is a pretty easy call. Um, we do obviously lose to a, a decent amount of the of the 
clear drawing hands with the opponent's going to have like king jack, queen jack, and king queen. But we also beat all the busted flush draws, a lot of the lower busted straight draws, and even perhaps thinly value bet tens and thinly thinly value bet nines. So, or I guess it's not even really thinly value bet; it's just purely overvalued because I could easily have the king. Um, but I think this is a pretty easy call with the ace ten with our effective middle pair top kicker. So I do make the call, and my opponent showed up with ace two of hearts. So on the flop, he had a backdoor flush draw, a backdoor straight draw, and ace high. And obviously this is fantastic for me because we win the pot in a spot where my opponent was almost certainly planning to fold on the turn if we bet again. Um, Maybe he wouldn't fold on the five turn because he has a gut shot. But even then, you have to realize if we bet the five turn and the opponent calls, the river's going to go check, check. I don't think I can get any more value. So the same amount of money goes in the pot either way. And this way we... I'm not going to say we guarantee that our opponent bluffs, but we at least give our opponent the opportunity, whereas we don't really know our opponent's going to make a very light call on the turn. So I definitely like this play. I actually discuss a lot of concepts like this in my best-selling poker book. It is called Strategies for Beating Small Stakes Poker Tournaments. It came out somewhat recently, and it has been selling incredibly well on Amazon. It's by far the best-selling poker and gambling book. And uh, I definitely want you guys to check it out. You can just go to Amazon and type in strategies for beating small stakes poker tournaments, or probably just Jonathan Little, and you'll find it. And um, it's only $5. I wanted to make it as accessible as possible for you guys. And I'm very happy with the results of the sales. And everyone who reads it tells me they love it. It has something like 400 reviews in there, almost entirely five stars. So I'm very excited about the book. I'm very happy about it. And um, I hope you guys check it out. So strategies for beating small stakes poker tournaments. Thank you very much for watching this episode of Weekly Poker Hand, and I will talk to you next week.